did a lot of things as well. We went through a lot of different books and studying and reading, and especially, I have to say, emotion code and body code, and France became a therapist. And it's really also, I agree with the other couple, you know, working for the public, working for others, mm. really helps you to assess yourself. Hey, you're listening to the Blessed Couple Podcast, where we talk about how to do this marriage thing and experience God in the process. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Let's get started. Yeah, but yeah, there's a reason why we brought these couples on because they, you know, went through difficulty and they came out the other side even closer, which is, it seems to be a recurring theme for all really inspiring couples that you meet. You can almost guarantee that that's the result of something challenging that they overcame together and that made them closer through that. And so that's the case with these three couples. And so we wanted to allow them to share their story. And before we get really deep into it, maybe a little bit, I'll give you a chance to share a little bit about your background. When were you blessed? How many children do you have? And what's one thing you like about your spouse? So we'll start with Franz and Patricia. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Well, we have two sons and one and one daughter. Mm-hmm. Three children. Three children. <laughs> that makes three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now to the when first. We blessed. Yeah. When we blessed. I hope you are soon. Yeah, no, we were blessed. Ah, we, were blessed, were blessed. Uh, we were blessed in 89 and mm-hmm. we were matched in 87. Mm-hmm. We were yeah. matched in New York in mm-hmm. 87 and blessed in 89 in Korea. Yeah. Having three children. And uh, yeah, what was the next question? What do we like about each other? Yeah, just one thing. One thing you like about your spouse. Well, maybe I can introduce a bit ourselves. I mean, for understanding our story, we have to understand also our backgrounds. I come from a very big family. I have two brothers, four sisters. And for me, family ideals, they were always in my heart. So when I joined a family movement, I felt like, yeah, this is something I was dreaming of. And uh, because of this, I was very connected to the ideal. And then I went to 1981 to uh, matching in Germany, and then 1982 to the blessing in Korea. And then 1983, this girl I was blessed with fell and left the church. And I was still in a big trouble with this because I felt inside what happens, what's wrong with me that I'm not lovable, that she could not love me. And then I went to America. I I worked there for uh, doing a different mission because I wanted to have a real big change. And I thought maybe this can help me to overcome. But actually, I brought all my baggage with me. And then when I was called in 1987 to go to to a matching again, it was not easy for me to go. I felt like, should I really go? Should I really go to the matching again? Should, should I really go through this again? And then at the matching time, I could see through father matching and it was like a film for me until late in the, in the evening I got matched with Patricia. And we looked at each other and we said, okay, we, we both believe in two parents and we, we want to accept this matching. But then uh, shortly after, I could see that our couple actually 
was not easy because of cultural background, because of uh, spiritual background, because of differences. And at this point, I will have to make up my mind, what do I want to do? Because from the hurt I had in my heart, I could say, okay, that's again a story like this. Just let it go. Just go away. Or I could say, okay, first time I was cheated by Satan from my ideal, and he had taken away my blessing. And now I want to fight for it. And this was a choice I, had, I was standing in front of. And I really had to make up my mind, what do I want to do with this? And I choose to fight for it. And fighting for it meant even come back, go back to Europe, leave my mission in America, even having a fight with, my, with the regional director and said, no, I have to go there. Because I felt God told me, if you don't go there, then you will, will lose again the blessing. And so I went back to Europe and then we started to live together. And now Patricia can tell you a bit more. Yeah, basically he said what I really like about him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like his fighting spirit. I yeah. like the fact that he never gave up on me because I was really terrible. I have been a really challenging, challenging person. And uh, he helped me to discover a lot of myself and to discover what does it mean to be blessed and what does it mean to create an original family centered on God. Because this is totally different from the expectation that I had when I was 27 years old, going to my first blessing and being disappointed because uh, I was, uh, I had very wrong expectations. I don't want to steal time from other people, but anyway, this is my point toward him. I don't know what he likes about me because mm. I made this way really really hard mm. <laughs> but I have to say we came closer and closer we fought on different things and we fought on so many things but uh, yeah we were united in God and in the ideal and we love to have a family and many more things we could also share but so I don't want to steal time from other couples. But what do you like about me? <laughs> I mean, uh, first of all, I think if there would not have been difficulties, this would have stayed in some corner of my heart and it would have come out at some point. But it had to come out because the difficulties were there and I had to bring them out ahead and I had to solve them. And she helped me real a lot with this even giving me sometimes real hard time. But what I real love on her is that we share one ideal together, that we can come together on helping in other people. Because by helping brothers and sisters, we help ourselves. And that she is so alive and has so, so much energy in giving so much to brothers and sisters. And Blessed Family Department is real so much about this. 
let's give time to them. Yeah. I, pre I, uh, I think it really expresses your guys' heart that what... I meant to just ask a lighthearted question, but that you really wanted to sincerely answer and to share. Thank you. I do appreciate that. You want to share very sincerely, not just something light, but deeply what you love about one another. And so I really got that. Yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you. Like a, a real love for one another. Thank you. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you. So then, Yatsek and Miyoung, how long have you been blessed? How many children do you have? Something you like about one another? Sure, yeah. Yes, we were blessed in the 30,000 couple blessing in 1992 in Korea, matched by through parents matching, by picture matching. Mm -hmm. So basically, we knew each other one day before mm -hmm. we already mm -hmm. married. And we have uh, six children. We have uh, two sons and four daughters. Um, <laughs> the oldest is 24, the youngest 15. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, of course, there's a lot of qualities that my wife has. It's not easy to choose one, particle, but I definitely like her patience, persistence, and the uh, love to go. That towards mm -hmm. God. That's things which really help our couple to survive. How about you? Oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. The front part is true. What I appreciate about my husband, he's very intelligent. He's very deep in the way that he got centered. And uh, also, he's a very good speaker. I mean, he's broad-minded. So I really appreciate about him. Thank you. That's, that's nice to hear. Thank you. All right. Uyanga, how long have you two been blessed? How many children do you have? What do you like about Andrew? Yeah, what do you like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we blessed 2012 through Father's last blessing. And now we are eight years and we have three children. Mm -hmm. Three boys. Three boys. Three boys. Six, four, one and a half. Mm -hmm. And we are very busy with them. And mm. I'm really grateful for my husband. It's really amazing blessing for me. And I just want to say that couples, Messiah for each other. That's what I mm. really feel. So I'm really grateful. Mm. Without, wow. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's helped me a lot. I'll have to say she's not in a rush to go anywhere and I'm in a rush all the time. And so I, then I realized, well, where am I going without her? There's no point. So then we just, you know, it's like the dumbest thing. Where am I going? Why am I always in a rush? She's where I'm supposed to go. So I'm mm -hmm. learning. Seeing this summit has helped me realize how far I have to go still. Yeah. Okay. So you appreciate how much she makes you struggle and help makes you grow? Is that <laughs> No, how she's not, she's, she's in no rush to go anywhere because she's just happy where she is. And I'm... Mm -hmm just eternally restless, trying to run around and put out fires that don't even exist. And then she's just contented. And then I come back and I'm, oh, because you were right where you were supposed to be, which is right where you are. It's just like a calm. She represents like she is who she is. And she's, you know, it's a very beautiful thing. Yeah, I think hmm. we really like opposite side. And then we come to meet middle and then things balance. Hmm. Slowly. <laughs> That's what slowly. I feel. I'm very pleased with that. I love how each of you took that question very sincerely. And I feel already you shared very deeply with everybody about something that you deeply love about your spouse. And I think that's really a reflection of where you are now. And you have this close bond with each other. 
And so we'd like to talk about what brought you there. And your reach brought to you because you went through some challenge. And, and so if you're willing to share with us, what was the biggest struggle that your couple had to overcome during the blessing? We'll start maybe Andrew, well, since you're there, you and Uyanga, because you were kind of alluding to it a little bit. Yeah, well, the one thing, I'll let her talk about it, but like uh, she went, she had like a deep, depression and some spiritual stuff that nobody could really explain after especially after our second son and mm. i was like losing my mind because it was like i was trying everything but i couldn't do anything to help her so anyway i'd like for her to talk about it because I, I i was just an outsider trying to like a man fix the problem and i was making everything worse you know everything mm. i tried only make things worse so okay during this our blessing time, one of the biggest struggle was now I realized like what what was that postpartum depression. Postpartum depression. Yeah, postpartum mm -hmm. depression. And then what this meaning is for me is it's like physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. I don't know how I can explain, like I'm not function well like i remember like andrew was asking me more often like can you please present with us like can you be with us but and then he will ask can you do these things like sometimes when he come back home i just not cook it the food like even i like not so much hungry and then um like just irregular things like so much big for me challenge for me and then this one is during that time for me is like most I needed was for the kind of mother figure or like really close friend mm -hmm. because we are like since we start family, we always move around like longest place we stay like two or one year and then move next place. That's why we couldn't make the long term friend and then like share my heart. Like I can just, hey, can you come here? Can you help me watch for my kids? Or like I cannot ask anybody like that because also. Our family and my in Mongolia and he's in Canada, we just there by ourselves, which is for me is no help. And then mm, that things is like, I was like, oh, I, I mentally easily go down. But and then we overcome the big help was the travel. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. Are we going to get to that later? Do you want to do how do we overcome? Because that was, that was the thing, you know, we're faithful and we are very present to the spirit world, but when there's like depression, it, it hits on your mental well-being, your spiritual well-being, your physical well-being. Mm. Although a lot of people are very, very easily give you all this advice of what you should do. We weren't able to get, we were isolated. We were looking, I was a pastor at the time and I really, we couldn't find anybody that could just help us like parents, you know? And mm. so we were just suffering from just feeling like totally alone and just, that was only compounding all the problems. So I think that was the main issue is, when she fell into this deep state of depression, she wasn't accessible to anybody and we'd not, we had no idea what to do. So, so we'll leave it at that. And if we have time to talk about the mm -hmm. how we overcame, we'll leave it like I, a cliffhanger. Yeah, that's quite a cliffhanger. But thank you for sharing so intimately. And I get Yatsek and Miyoung like opportunity for you. What for you to share your story with us? Actually, a blessing is quite interesting thing. Our movement you know, provides us kind of functional marriage, you know, which is marriage uh, where you can work out many things. And then our main issue was a man and woman relationship. I think it's, it was incredible tough for us. Uh, and then also cultural things, you know, racial things, so definitely. So basically, you can write a whole book, how to be blessed and not kill each other. 
for some time I was thinking that who murders are murdered together, you know, and then went so far that I really had a desire to kill my wife. I would say we started with a mindset. I started with mindset that then women are so stupid, basically. And mm. then more beautiful they are, more stupid they are, even, yeah. Mm. So there was my inherited mindset. And what was yours? Basically, my belief or subconscious mind, I had the words that men are not trustworthy. Mm. So with this kind of mindset, we began like this. And we had a lot to do throughout the years to really work on ourselves. Right. And the second thing uh, which we faced and was incredibly tough, that right after blessing we faced you know, enormous, enormous conflict because of racial things. So what my welcome you know, to the marriage was? Actually, my husband was not very welcome. Being a Korean and because of the lineage, I'm the first one to break the lineage, right? So thinking about my relatives and my family and so on, I had the expectation I wanted a Korean uh, as, a, yeah. as a spouse. So my expectation caused a lot of, I believe, pain and, and a lot of conflict in this way. I think this is too much of a cliffhanger. I think we'll go a little, we'll go deep with each couple. So then Franz and Patricia, we go because we need to know how, right? And we'll turn, then we'll swing back to Andrew and Yanga. But you're, you started such, so much going against you, like thinking your wife was, women, not your wife, women are stupid and not having any respect for your wife having no trust for men. And on top of that, having your family who you care about and just having them really against this relationship that you're committing to. So what pulled you through this? I mean, one thing, actually, my mindset, okay, my thinking was that how can I restore my relatives and my family having somebody else other than Korean? So mm-hmm. I myself, I really felt I need help. So mm-hmm. together with my Korean husband, we can do this. But mm-hmm. you see, that that was my mistake, not having the mindset of God. That that mm-hmm. was my mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, we had to figure out what is going on. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, one of the first uh, moments my wife shared with me, we are in war. And I'm going to fight with you, and then uh, I'm going to win. Yeah. So this was his, her uh, like statement, you know, of our marriage. And then I was shocked, and she was stuck. And then we had to start with that. Mm-hmm. It took us a moment of a couple of years to realize what uh, really going on. Yeah. And then, of course, we had to go into the research about ourselves, about our roots about the roots of our beliefs, and also about what disturbs us in this process of really restoring things, which is our habits, our customs, our shortcomings, uh, traumas, incredibly affected, you know. Hmm. So we have to first figure out how to set ourselves, how to really heal ourselves, and Hmm. then from that uh, moment, how to really consciously, proactively, take care of this issue which are in front of us. Hmm. Wow. So you really went to work on yourselves. You you went inside and you looked at where is this where are these feelings or this perspective, where is it coming from? Absolutely. And 
healing i guess healing yourself is that absolutely yeah wow that it makes makes sense and it's really inspiring to see that you did it. yeah i'm really i am really curious you know what were the things that helped you but now we got the answer that wow you just really simply you worked on yourselves and it made a big difference and i think you said it took i think you it was an understatement you said it took you a couple years to rec- realize what was going on i think there's some couples out there that still haven't realized what's going on and then they're still like <laughs> so really i commend you guys that's yeah you, that's nice to hear Actually, another thing we realized this is beyond our power, beyond our abilities. We realized this is really we are loaded with our multi-generational and yeah. inheritance. Yeah, loaded with our ancestors' burdens and their burdens. We are continuing or correcting their mistakes and so on. Mm. Thank you. Hey, if you're getting something good from this episode, it would mean the world to us if you could share it with someone you love or leave a five-star review because the only way this podcast spreads around is through word of mouth. So a share or a review would go a long way and it only takes like 10 seconds to do. Thanks, back to the show. We'll give an opportunity for Franz and Patricia. We'd love to hear your story. You, You did allude to it a little bit that you started from a, Franz at least started from a very determined place that he wanted to make your blessing work, right? So we'd like to continue the story. And and then also Patrizia was saying how much of a troublemaker she was. Right, yeah, yeah. We love to, we need <laughs> to hear this, the backstory to this. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, he came from far because he was really suffering. Mm. But uh, I have to say I was suffering too in a different way. Mm. And one of the most struggling points for me, it was to really see that we were completely different from one another. And I was, of course, being a first generation, blessed couple, you come from the outside world and you have some kind of idea of what is love. And I expected something like very different from what I found, actually. And I, I really had to work very hard on myself mm-hmm. because the first main differences that came up was that he was Austrian and I was Italian. And especially I was born in a place where Austrian and Italians fought a lot, mm. one against each other. And during the wartime, and Europe is really like, it needs so much restoration of heart. And many nations, many people that they say, I hate French, I hate Austrians, I hate this, mm. I hate that. And, but this comes, like the other couple said before, from ancestral background, mm. from people really hate each other because of their past, because of, of war. Yeah, um, I, rem- I remember when we went up the first time here in the mountains in Piemont, <laughs> Patricia was just growing up. Growing up. Yeah, yeah, growing yeah, up. yeah. it, it oh, was, I mean... It was really too much for me, even physically, to be with him. I mean, the first time 
I introduced him to my parents. It was hilarious because my mom came to me silently and she told me, he looks like a good man, but he looks to me like a soldier from the world. So it was my whole family accepting something. And we went to the, to the hills around where we are living right now. And there were like partisan area, you know, like soldier place where they were mm-hmm. fighting exactly the place where the partisans were fighting with Austrians. And I couldn't stand that. I was just crying out and throwing up, literally throwing up. Mm-hmm. And I remember we just hugged each other. And I felt peace, but uh, from really far, like this peace was there, but it was so difficult to bring it to my days, you know. So it was really a big job. It was like a huge wall. Hmm. And uh, I have to say, we broke this wall little by little. Hmm. I mean, there were lots of differences, like even stupid differences between us. Still, they are. I mean... Still, we are totally different, I have to say. But we could break through with different things. And uh, I believe that we still have to break through a lot. We are just growing together. And I'm so pleased that True Father is thinking about these international couples. Because if we solve something among each other, then we can actually solve much bigger things among nations, this, mm-hmm. this, I really feel, actually, this, I, I really see this. And I see, like, Italy has many second-gen couples, uh, Italian-Austrian, they're really happy. And mm-hmm. so I feel like, oh, yes, I contribute to something <laughs> myself to maybe open up this, uh, those walls mm-hmm. among the nations. Yeah, mm-hmm. this was one of our biggest things mm-hmm. that we have to overcome. There are many, many things, but I think you have to first be vulnerable and be sincere to one another and then start working on that and be Mm -hmm. willing, really willing and determined to never give up and to work on that. Mm. It helps a lot at the beginning, Mm. but then it means also to find methods and to serve. Because I had to uh, serve here and without expecting too much. Hmm. And then to service and to helping also externally here, I could win the people's heart and they could start to respect me as a person Hmm. and not see anymore, oh, he's Austrian, but he is a human being. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, more. <laughs> they love you here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have to say, in my old village, I mean, really, they love him a lot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe we can. Yeah, I, I think. We can, say, we can share much more, but time is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's. But I really can hear through your story that how this you know, national restoration is a very real thing. And mm-hmm. you experience so strongly, especially. Not just a whole country, but your very specific area had this deep conflict, violent conflict you had to overcome together. And even this, your, your, your family, 
being reminded of the soldiers from from a long time ago. And that's such a challenging thing to work through. And you guys, yeah, love to hear it. You, you did the work, but we want to go a little more into that. What what was the work, right? So then let's hear a little more from Andrew and Yunga. And I, I just want, especially I didn't take a moment to thank you, Andrew and Yunga, for addressing that this is postpartum depression, that that's something, it's, it's probably, it's on the list of stuff that surprisingly many people experience, but no one ever talks about. It's, it's just crazy. one of those things that just has this barrier to being able to openly share about it. So thank you for opening up about that. And so this is what you guys experienced. And what was it that was able to bring you through this? Yeah, I, I mentioned by like physically, emotionally, uh, mentally, and spiritually. It's mm-hmm. like everything I can't dis- explain. And when people see me, like, oh, she's fine, like healthy, look like, okay, like everything is fine. But inside me, like I even I cannot breathe. And then also culture different in Western and Eastern. In Eastern world, when after give birth, you need to like 40 days stay at home, stay warm. Or like over there is like just take shower, like go out hiking, whatever. And then inside my heart, I want to do my culture, like whatever, like growing up my mom, the teaching, you know, the seeing that all women is like stay warm. Even hot summer, they will wear the, uh, the hat. And then they don't leave the house and they don't shower after, like for a certain period of time after a baby. Right. Yeah, yeah. even like uh, Japanese, like 40 days, they didn't mm-hmm. go out mm-hmm. from the home like that. And then I just like, okay, I totally alone, like that, the culture. And my uh, mother in law, she came and helped us. And then I just well, reject what, my things. Well, we don't have that much time. So he's asking what, what, what was the solution? Like, the, yeah. Yeah, that's why this is connected to going to Mongolia. Mm. I basically last year and the Mongolia, we have the specialist healing, that kind mm. of like physically, the spiritually, the people healing. And I go through that healing process. Mm. And then that one is basically I get understand and the healing process go through it. And then main thing was like travel. We was get out from that, whatever we place there, and then go to the travel and meet with the people, new environment. And then that can force me to the different place with the people. And then that one is I can realize the things and then gradually more healing. So traveling is what she said. And also going to some healers and also going home to Mongolia, right? She just needed all that. Yeah. It was, you know, everything about the Western world and how they treat births is extremely different than how they do it in Mongolia. So just, there's a lot of healing that needed to happen and needed to happen on her own turf, which happens to be like the farthest, most remote country, you know? Right. So we just thought we had, she had to get home. She had to get home, basically. Mm. That That was a big thing. And she needed space to heal. And an issue that, you know, we deal with in this generation is like being separated from parents and like not having a support system. So when you have more than one kid, Sammy, you're having your second baby, it becomes exponentially more complicated because the mom can't rest as much because then there's just more bodies and everything becomes right, more right. So she never had that rest. She got some of that and it, and it helped. And We've been working on it. So just giving her space. I was really kind of demanding too much of her, I think. And I needed to just give her space to heal. And I don't think in the West, at least in America, I don't think there's a lot of value placed on healing and just chilling right, out. Right. Yes, yeah, you got to fix it. You don't just let yeah. it run its course and heal. Yeah. I'm sure there's a pill for your problem, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. Thank you. 
So I want to sure. just, I'm, gosh, that session, the time went by so fast, my goodness. But I wanted to circle around to hear a little bit about what were the things that you did that was able to help you in these ways. So Yatsek and Migyong, where did you turn to, to be able to discover all these things that you did about yourselves? Yeah, of course, basically, because both having a religious background, so we turned to, on the beginning, prayer and conditions and studying, reading. But it didn't work out. We realized because we have also this mental sphere and emotional and whatever. So we started to go deeper and deeper and explore, you know, our minds and explore our backgrounds, explore uh, our world's environment, everything. You know, we found out so many things. Uh, mm-hmm. This awareness was so important to us. We found out that uh, because my wife uh, said to me, my ancestors were the murderers and rapists and then, uh, you know, and then that they uh, didn't committed so many crimes. And I thought, wow, here's a proof. I have another wise lady. Yeah? After years, I found out that uh, part of my ancestry uh, from north of Manchuria, which invaded uh, Korea some years ago in the 13th century. And then I, I did uh, some DNA researches or whatever. And we realized it could be part of these things. So I had to take it more seriously. We, of course, started with listening. And mm-hmm. then uh, listening uh, to each other and listening to our relatives, listening to very wise people. Uh, I remember first time uh, we really listened to each other attentively. It was uh, like for uh, straight for three days and nights, yeah, mm-hmm. without sleeping, without eating, just going to bathroom. You know, and then, uh, yeah, she uh, could express, yeah, uh, through this time for her life, yeah. Hmm. And then also uh, the changing attitude, you know, come out of the being a victim and become more uh, proactive. So we turned to professionals. Already in 1993, you know, I met Richard Cohen, his first uh, healing seminars. Wow. It helped me a lot. And then we had uh, some... All professionals, Marjorie Hill in Europe, and then Lubelia Palki with her family constellation, and then Margot Tislov uh, from Norway, you know. Any opportunity we could have, we used to uh, really dig in ourselves and then to heal ourselves. So this also was very valuable, a lot of literature. And then maybe uh, she also has her part, you know, to, she has uh, for her champion work very well, yeah? I can say for my part uh, that Chongqiong and the liberations and, and blessings of our ancestors played a major role along with our searching, our you know, professional health uh, that we got. And mainly, uh, also, I really want to emphasize is our true parents' words helped me a lot when I was in the in the bottom. And when mm. we were struggling a lot, so mm. uh, many days, I mm. mean, uh, just holding on to true parents' words and just praying like out of desperation, so lonely nights where we don't understand each other. And so my husband was under heavy depression. We could not communicate. So along with the professional help, but the, in the night, I held on to true parents' words and just praying desperately for the way out, for a solution. Hmm. So I, I owe it to God and true parents. Yeah. Hmm. So to wrap it up, took us 21 years you know, uh, to my wife say, yes, I can accept you as a husband. 
and uh, try to focus on reality. I mean, because of our start, I was very wavering, unstable, and it was really a tough time where I can even say publicly, I had hundreds of times where I was confronted to leave, to go. And even leaving children, uh, I was that much egoistic. Not egoistic, under that much pressure. Yeah, I mean, Mm. the beginning so tough that I even was banging my head on the wall. Just the pressure was so much overwhelming. I really appreciate the respect that you had to you had to blend spiritual practice and also practical psychological and professional help. And you used all of the resources, not just one avenue, but you used every resource mm-hmm. available. And some last thing, you know, what really make a boost our development was the public service because wow. when you really work publicly, then you consider people around you. You really boost your change. You really push yourself. You really require from self a lot more in order to be more tr- trustworthy, more truthful. You know, mm-hmm. so God gave us this chance to really uh, speed up this process through public uh, life. That is a gem right there, the value of public service. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I want to give Franz and Patricia just a cup. We're, we're very much over, but a moment just to share. What's one thing that really helped your couple? I can just say one sentence that it was like, because the time is really going fast, but uh, one sentence that helped me along my own life in my blessing is that a sentence that true mothers say to a couple that was struggling a lot Mm. years and years ago when he was working directly with true father and he was really not getting along with his wife and his wife was Korean and was American and they were talking to true mother and true mother say to him do you know true father is loving the whole world seven billion people in the whole world. Can you just help the providence by loving one person? And somebody told me this story just before my blessing. And I thought, yeah, that is what I'm going to do. But of course, uh, we did a lot of things as well. We went through a lot of different books and studying and reading. And especially, I have to say, Emotion code and body code, and France became a therapist. And it's really also, I agree with the other couple, you know, working for the public, working for others mm. really helps you to assess yourself. I want to connect because uh, two things I want to end with is I think everything that each of you three couples touched on is something that someone listening is giving them hope for their own relationship. And they see themselves in what you shared and that they can have what you have now. And so I'd really like to leave people an opportunity. If you're willing to, if people want to connect with you, is there a place that they can find you to be able to speak with you? Yes, of course. They Uh can write us. You can pass email. We are on Facebook. He Mm -hmm. has the emotion code on Facebook Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. You can say something. Yeah, I'm working with emotion code and body code because it's a tool which helps very much. 99% of the people I'm working with are not of our movement. Mm. So to connect with you two individually, Facebook is the best place to find you. And they have, your name is posted on the screen for people so they can see your names and they can find you. And 
Yeah. Right? And yeah. for Yatsik and Miyoung, where where's somewhere that people can connect with you? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, they can do it through Facebook. We can actually uh, make a small page, you know, like Glano Training Center, and then we can uh, welcome people. If somebody wants to, this is Yatsik Chon is the, the name of the, the web page. But uh, if somebody wants to really ask for a story and uh, what was useful for us, we can always share with them. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And then for Andrew and Uyanga, where can if you want to you? contact us, just call Sammy. Sammy's yeah. my I'm your agent, my, right. my handler. Yeah. 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 And, and so the last thing I want to, I will thank you. I want to thank you and acknowledge you. I think each of you, your couples really exemplify the heart of restoration. You know, you started in a very difficult place, but you didn't stay there. You had the heart to create victory, create love in your relationship. And that is so moving to see. And just that you played the long game in your relationship and to not just find love and hope you get it, but to create it. And so you are all such beautiful couples. And so thank you so much. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for having all of us. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you. Thank you for doing this great job. <laughs> wow, it's cute. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hey, if you want to improve your relationship or take your sex life to the next level, well, you're in luck because more than 70% of couples that take our Love and Integrity course said that the quality of their sexual relationship improved after joining the course. Sounds good? You can join the program today with your spouse or just take the course by yourself at loveandintegrity.com. See you in the next episode.